This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. We thank God for John 15. I'm going to read in King James Version real fast. And then in the Modern English Version, so you can hear the difference. The meaning is very important. Jesus is speaking in these words. He says here, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman, means the farmer, the one in charge of the whole uh, crop, the whole garden, if you will. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it. So this is telling me right there, the branches are bearing fruit. They belong to him. Some preachers in the past have preached as though these uh, branches being purged don't belong to him, that they are sinners. But we are sinners saved by grace. We are people in his pasture, in his vineyard, and we need pruning from time to time. So he purgeth, he pruneth it, and it will bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. See, now he's taking the metaphor and making it plainly real in the spiritual reality of the condition of our soul because the word of God is brought to us to enter our lives and change us for the better. Verse 4, I abide, uh, it says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. It's like it was I that made you, not ye yourselves, you know, into the gates with thanksgiving, course with praise. He's kind of in that mode. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, see, enter into him with worship. And I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will. I have to read that again. If ye abide in me. See, where are we? In him. Not outside. In him. And what is in us? And he says, my words, what abide in you. Then what will happen? Ye shall ask what ye will. We don't do it outside of him and his word not in us. If his word is not in us, the devil's words are in us because we're born and shaped in those words. We need God's words to change us, transform us, wash us clean. Amen. Deliver us, set us free, and let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. So the words have to abide in us. When that happens, the Holy Ghost can lead us how to talk to God, how to pray. And it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit so shall ye be my disciples. Let's hear it in the modern English version, John 15, verses 1 through 8. Jesus is yet speaking, of course. He says here, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that bears no fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Ye are already clean through the word, which I have spoken to you. See, he's letting us know who the audience is. Remain in me as I also remain in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who remains in me 
and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If a man does not remain in me, he is thrown out as a branch and withers. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, you will ask whatever you desire, and it shall be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Father God, I pray that you will incline our ears through the power of the Holy Ghost unto your throne. We want to walk in alignment and be in compliance of your will. Help us to walk therein and be glad in the holiness of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, not only does Jesus want his true servants to dedicate their mind and heart to the holy will of God the Father, he wants to be the true friend needed for that success to become a reality. Is Jesus your friend? Amen. The truth is, no one can really serve the Lord unless he is given free course to work through them. You have to give God free course to work through you. He's not going to just knock you down and make it happen. You have to say, here I am, Lord. Use me. Amen. So if that happens in your life, you will realize this. There is grace in the vine. Amen. Rehearse the name of this message. What? There is grace in the vine. Notice the Holy Ghost has inspired this title. There is Grace, yes, in all working power. There's power, wonder-working power in the blood and the precious blood of the Lamb. Guess what that is? Grace, amen? Would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood. That's grace right there. Grace is power. So it can be considered a thing. It is also a person. I use all caps when I refer to grace being Jesus. His grace. His most highest grace. People on earth have been called your grace kings and such. Amen. But Jesus is the most high God. He's the highest grace of all. Grace of graces. Amen, if you will. <laughs> so there is grace. There's power from God to deliver, sanctify, purify. Amen. To help us get right. But we have to stay connected to that lifeline. So yes, there's, there's grace in the vine. In other words, there's, the, there's a delivering and sanctifying power of God in the vine. See, one preacher years ago in the evangelical circles uh, helped to denote uh, a simplified acrostic about the meaning of grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. Grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. Amen. So all of that is where? In the vine. So the sub thought here as we are going through this homily it shouldn't be that long the importance of maintaining our communion with Christ so what are we doing walking around with juice and crackers Jesus give me some more juice and crackers that's not what communion is that's not what we're talking about amen not the Eucharist service amen but we got to look at communion as sharing or exchanging intimate spiritual thoughts and when do we do that? That is done in prayer. Amen. We often think of prayer as, you know, some very exclusive kind of secretive 
operative thing where we're on our knees with our hands folded and looking up to heaven. But you don't have to have that bodily position for prayer. We have to walk and not be weary, run and not faint. During those times, we, we ought to be praying. Amen. Bible says what? Well, pray without ceasing. We ought to keep on praying. Praying means we're connected to the life source, the lifeline. When I was hospitalized, I had to have, uh, what does IV stand for, nurse? Intra what? Intravenous. That means they're putting something past your epidermis into your skin, into your body. It's going in your body. It's going in your, in your bloodstream and everything. Isn't that right? And we're connected to that IV. They had to hook that IV on me to make sure that they had a head start so that no, if any germ came in there during the uh, surgery, that it would be killed. Amen? That I would not get uh, infection. Fighting against what? Infection. Thank you, Lord. So, amen. We got mother online, so if y'all hear that squeaky response, I like that, though. I like response because we, we are a living church, living and breathing. It's not like the public library. Shh, be quiet. No, let, the, let every voice that want to praise God, praise God. Amen. amen? Thank God. If the Holy Ghost is moving, moving in you, I want some evidence. It helps me to know that you are alive, too. So when you put that IV in me, amen, I hope my body responds. Thank God. God says, I am the vine. In other words, he's the IV. Amen. He's the big IV. I'm the great IV. <laughs> Hallelujah. You better stay connected in him because once that thing gets disconnected, what's going to happen? Your life source is gone. And prayer is that. It's, it's that lifeline. When we get all funky and want to do whatever we want to do, and we know those times in our life, you know who you are, you know what you do, whatever your funkiness is. may not be the same as mine. Amen. Everybody got their own level of funkiness. Amen. <laughs> whatever that is, you are then disconnected from God. You are unplugging the IV and doing whatever funky thing you want to do. And when the funk hits the fan, everybody want to dance. Come on, get with me. That's the devil's song. Thank God. That was on that Steve Harvey show. That seemed like the only one hit wonder he got. When the funk hits the fan, everybody want to jam. Get with me. Come on, get with me. And misery loves company like that. The devil want us to join on in. Uh, I've lost. I don't have a chance. You come with me so I can have somebody to taunt throughout eternity. And, and, and you will be damned throughout all eternity. Amen. He, he came down to earth to be crowned king and to pervert the earth, pervert everything God made, God made for a reason, but the devil wants to now give it a new meaning that wasn't intended. That means he's perverting it. So yes, the devil is the great pervert, my God. But you know what? He masks himself as the greatest thing, the greatest show on earth, and everybody wants him. He has um, imps that walk around patrolling, Holy Ghost helping me with this here, and they patrol and they are marketing his teachings. How do they do it? They seduce us. The Bible calls them what? Seducing spirits. And uh, they're, they're uh, patrolling and parading around and selling what? Doctrines of devils. 
And these doctrines are teachings which are contrary. They are working in rebellion, direct rebellion against the move of God. Whatever God has put into order, the devil comes to make what? Disorder. Whatever God has in a perfect array, the devil brings what? Disarray. My God. That's how he works. He works. He's the great disser. My God. So we see roles and we see relationships in these verses of scripture that I have read. They prove and help to reveal our effectiveness versus our ineffectiveness. We are effective in the Lord's will when we stay connected to the vine. Allow Jesus to be the true vine. There are false vines. Jesus said, I am the what? True vine. That means there are what kind out there in contrary motion. There are false vines, but they pose as the real vine. The devil works like in nature. There's mimicry. Animals use mimicry. There are insects that look like a bumblebee, but they are not. They are not as deadly, but they want to act as if they are. And they want all the animals and whatever in their little world to get out of the way so that they could have the best of what was left when those others walking in fear have left. Then they could take advantage. People want to mimic so they could what, take advantage. They want to be intrusive. That's how the devil is. He's intrusive. If I could remember way back when, when I was innocent, didn't know anything about sensuality at all, Thank God. I would have preferred to have grown up like that. But the devil sent an intruder in the, in the form of a babysitter. And uh, how come the world does not call when a woman is violating a boy? They seemingly don't want to use the word rape, but it is rape. It is molestation. Thank God. So as a child being molested, my God and my brother, too. So it was the two of us and no others yet. But uh, she would do things that shouldn't be done. Bringing me to my parents' bed. My God, of all places. My God, a sick mind. The devil got in her mind and made her sick. My God, instead of representing, she misrepresented. My God, instead of educating, she miseducated. So the devil will diss and he will miss. Amen. Make you miss. My God, this is what the devil does. He comes as an intruder. We're born and shaped meticulously by God, but sin comes in as the intruder to, amen, use this word, funkify our holiness. Because everything God made was good. But the, devil, the, the devil's going to come in and funkify things. He's going to come in and be a deterrent, be an intruder, violator. That's what he is. The Holy Ghost spoke to me once again early this morning, amen, to come in and soothe me, to let me know that I, I got to keep walking the walk of faith because if I keep my eyes off Jesus, if I disconnect the IV, uh, I'm going to be as if I'm none of his. And I can't do this thing without him. I can't walk and not be weary, run and not faint without Jesus. I could do all those things through Christ who strengthens me, Amen. You got to keep the IV connected. You got to stay connected to the vine. There's grace in the vine, not outside the vine. There's weeping and gnashing of teeth. There's outer darkness. My God, that's what's outside of the vine. But I want to stay where? In the vine. 
may it be connected in me so that everything in me will bless the Lord. My whole heart will bless the Lord. Everything within me, bless the Lord. This is what David meant when he was inspired by the Holy Ghost to write these Psalms. We have to stay connected to the Lord. Then every breath we take should be blessing the Lord. Thoughts we think should be what? Blessing the Lord. This is what God wants us to see in these verses of Scripture. He says you're clean through what? The Word. But the world wants to bring their Word and act as if it's the only source that we need. They exclude God as best they can, as if God doesn't exist. They say God is dead. My God, they act as if we're foolish for believing in God. But they're the wise ones for believing something that they created. They created things that they could believe in instead of believing in the word of God. So who's the fool now? My God, I'm believing words that our creator wrote he is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He is the author and finisher of my faith. I'm going to rest assured in him, not some falsified tradition that was created so I could walk outside of the vine and make myself feel comfortable. No, I don't want that. I, I have come to the knowledge from heaven that there is what grace in the vine. Thank you, Lord. So God says, abide in me put my IV in you, and I'm going to put my holiness all through your system. Amen? Amen? As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. When you disconnect, you're not connected in God anymore. But people are saying they are still connected, because no matter what I do, God still loves me. Yes, that's true, but you can't stay as ye are. He came to change you. He said, ye are clean through the word, but some are unclean. So he's talking to people who have already decided to become clean through the word of God. He didn't say the half-baked word of God. He didn't say the adulterated word of God, the Swiss cheese version Bible. No, full of holes. He said, come, let, let us take the word as it is. Don't try to fry the manna, change the manna, make Pop-Tart manna. No, leave the manna alone. Let manna do what it came to do. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't put all kind of spices all up on it. Let it do what it came to do. Hallelujah. Hey, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He said, I am the vine. I don't need no extra hot sauce. I am the vine. Stop putting all that sugar all up on me. Get that syrup off me. Amen. Get that frosting off me. Hallelujah. I'm the vine. I know who I am. I don't need you to make me something else. Abide in me, not in the stuff you created. And I'm going to be in you, not the stuff you created and saying it's me. He said, I want you to bear much fruit that comes from heaven. Amen. So uh, we got to do the fruit that's coming, from, uh, produce the fruit that's coming from heaven. Can we do that outside of God? No, we have to stay connected to that IV, the great IV. Jesus is divine. Amen. And whatever good from heaven is coming in me, God needs it to come in me because his will should be done what? On earth as it is in heaven. In other words, as it is known in heaven. We got to be heavenly on this earth. Amen. People say you can't be so heavenly till you're, till you're no earthly good. Well, that's true to a point. 
But amen, I got to walk in the spirit and not give in to the lust of the flesh. How about that? I got to let this mind be in me that was also in Christ Jesus. How about that? Amen. Don't forget those things. Thank God. Then we will be fruitful according to heaven's standards. Heaven has standards. The new theologies and philosophies today want a multiplicity of thought uh, to be pluralistic, if you will. And then it's to each his own. You could create it however you want. You could say what is good and what is bad. And there are a whole lot of splintered in-betweens. This is how the world is formed today. And these doctrines of devils are pushing that out there. But that's not going to give you the fruit from heaven. God has a special recipe that we have to stick with. Amen? Cooks know that. You change the recipe too much, what's going to happen? You're going to flop. Amen? Thank God you got to use ingredients how ingredients were intended to be used. And God has a standard in heaven like that. We can't change God's standard. We got to leave it alone and let it do what it came to do. God said, without me, you can't do nothing. Stop trying to do it on your own. Because you're living a fantasy life. That's not faith. That's fantasy. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. That's what we do with stuff that does not have good use anymore. It's not effective anymore. We want to get rid of it. I dumped tons of stuff. Maybe not tons. Hundreds of pounds, I'll say. Amen. Maybe over uh, 1,500 or so pounds of stuff in the last two, three weeks, cleaning up, making sure stuff we had for two, three decades that's moldy in the garage and under the step there's extra storage. We got rid of that stuff. Amen? We don't need it. Amen? It's ineffective. I don't want to wear these moldy socks from 30 years ago with moth holes in them. Why should I try to save that? No, put that in a washing machine. It's going to get worse. Amen. Get rid of that. Throw it in the dump. Get some more. Amen. He makes all things new. Hallelujah. Anyhow, thank you, Lord. See what we do with trash? We get rid of it. And what, what are they going to do out there? They're going to gather it and they're going to burn it in the incinerator. Amen. Thank God. I don't want to be ineffective. Outside of God, I'm ineffective. Outside of God, I am as dung under the shoe, and we just want to scrape that off, amen, and get rid of it. I am like the trash in the dump, and it's going to be gathered, withered away, burned, amen, in outer darkness, eternal damnation. I don't want that, amen. I want what God intended for me to have. My body that was shaped in iniquity kind of goes after the sinful thing, and it's tuned up to some of that. But God says, no, you need a new tune. You need a new tune. I'm going to give you a new holy tune. I'm going to give your mind a new wiring. I'm going to transform you. But what? By the renewing of your mind. It takes time to have a renewing of your mind. God uh, instantaneously stamps your uh, 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 life record in the Lamb's Book of Life as saved, delivered, set free. Amen. Saved from the penalty of sin. But now we got to work this thing out. We need to do works of faith. There's a such thing as what? Works of faith. Because faith without holy workings is not a living faith. It's just on a page. But God said, I'm the what? Living word. I'm not just ink on papyrus, but I have come. I'm the living author. I'm the author and finisher of your faith. I have finished this book. It has instructions for you to read, to go from your head to your heart, out to your arms and your feet. Amen. And you got to do this thing. There's some stuff you got to do. 
Hallelujah. Faith works. Faithful works. And what is that? Fruit. Faithful works, that's fruit. God said you're going to bear what? Much fruit. Heavenly fruit. Heavenly attributes. That's what he came to do. Without him, we can't do it. Thank God. I want him to come and do it so I'm not gathered as ineffective and burned. My God. I want to remain in him. We got to stay connected so that we are yet given from heaven the life source and substance that we need to survive on this side of life. Amen. There's going to come a time when we transition into the spiritual realm only. We are now body, soul, and what? Spirit. After a while, we're not going to be body no more. Just the soul and the spirit. Because your mind, who you are, what makes you, you, God made us. But then we're going to be given a spiritual body. My God. And I don't know how, but some of us theologians here on this earth have figured it out. That it's somewhere in the middle age. If you got past the middle age and went over the hill, God going to walk you back up across the hill and you're going to go back to middle age when you get to glory you don't have to have a walking stick amen you can say farewell to welfare amen hallelujah dr rockford i borrowed that one from you god bless you amen <laughs> hallelujah anyhow thank you jesus god is gonna make it all right i want to go with him i'm gonna remain in him and my words uh, shall be his words. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen, right? So if I remain in him and his words remain in me, I will be able, enabled by the Holy Ghost. Now he's going to word my mouth because the Holy Ghost gives wisdom, knowledge, and understanding on how to communicate with God. We don't know how to utter what we need to utter, but in, amen, it says it in, I believe it is Romans 8. That we're praying in the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is going to give us wisdom on how to speak to God. And then we shall ask whatsoever we desire. Because our heart will now have the heavenly desire. Not the earthly sinful desire. Because if we go by that, we're going to pray amiss. Because we want to consume it up with the lust that is existing in our heart. But God wants to take that sinful lust out. So that we place in the midst of our soul... Uh, the mind of Christ and Jesus will serve God. So we shall then give glory to God. Verse eight, my father is glorified by this. See that ye what have all the heavenly attributes. In other words, bear what much fruit. And then when we're doing that, what are we called? His disciples. Isn't that great? Thank God. So prayer is a, is a matter of sharing and exchanging intimate spiritual thoughts. We're sharing with God. He's sharing with us. And he's making us to be in alignment. Thank God. So our fruit of love is for a spiritually deprived world, as seen in verse 8. And also from our motto scripture for our church in John 13, 24. Thank God. We want to be seen by the world as Christ's disciples when they see us doing the things of faith. And the main thing is loving each other as Christ loved us. Amen. By this, men will what? Know that we are his disciples. Amen. God does not bless us to uh, do whatever we want in a sinful-minded manner, becoming idolatrous, uh, making other things take the place of God. That's what Israel did. And he sent 
the prophet Hosea to warn them with Hosea's life in Hosea 10. And they were inattentive to the voice of God. And then when they wanted to hear the voice of God, uh, God said, you need to rehearse that which I already have given you. Now you want a new word. Go back to the old and review that. They didn't want to do that. They were inattentive. Israel was inattentive. And they were warned by Jeremiah in Jeremiah 13 of that. We don't want to be inattentive when we hear the voice of the Lord. The day you hear his voice, what? Harden not your heart. He's speaking to the church all the time that we be fruitful and bear much fruit. He wants us to listen. He will be the lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We have to listen. Uh, God will guide the steps of those who are righteous in his sight, and he's working with them and working on them and working through them because they allowed him to come in and do a work. But we got to listen to his directions. Amen. And not put things in the place of God becoming idolatrous. Another two more points and we're done. Uh, our fruit that the world... Uh, should see has a dual purpose. It's evidence of a loving relationship that we should be having with Jesus. And it's also a compelling invitation for them to establish the same relationship. They should want what we have in God. Amen. There should be almost like a spiritual jealousy. Oh, I wish I had that kind of relationship with God. You can. God did it for me. He could do it for you. Amen. And lead folks on in. Amen. He wants us to be leaders that lead folks into the glorious light of God, not deter them from it because the devil walks around as an angel of light and he's helping folk to be miseducated, disoriented, disenfranchised. He's just a big disser, my God. But we don't want any of what he got. It tastes good, looks good, sounds good, smells good, feels good. But we don't want any of it because it's a trick. It's a lie. I don't care how good it seems. It's a lie. There's a lot of things that seem right, but they will lead us to eternal damnation. And that's how the devil fishes for people. But Jesus told his disciples, I'm going to make you fishers of men. Go out there. It's not a bait and switch. You're telling them just like it is. But the devil will bait and switch. He wants us to think it's going to be all right when it's all wrong. God is showing us everything that's wrong in us, but how we can be made right. Folks don't want to hear that lest they be reproved. That's why they run from the light. It says in the third chapter of the gospel according to John. And the last point, if we have the grace of the vine, we will engage in the two most vital activities of a faith-driven relationship with Christ. A, be cleansed by the grace of God's holy word from verse 3, remember? And B, maintain intimate fellowship through God's spirit. And we do that through holy prayer. I had to say holy prayer. He told me to say holy prayer because a lot of prayer today is not holy. It's, it's, it's carnal prayer. And you see folks leading folks astray on those musical stages. Folks have paid a lot of money to uh, set their soul in the direction of eternal damnation. And they're getting entertained. It's a form of worship. If we're not worshiping God with the tools he gave us on this earth, we're going to be worshiping something else. It's a substitute, in other words, an idol. 
and many stages all on this earth, amen, all across America and the world. They are calling people left and right, seducing them as the spirit world does. The devil has what? Seducing spirits. If he can make you disconnect from the great IV and plug into his, he's going to give you an education. Education in general is just education, but you could have bad education and good education, sinful education and holy education, but you're going to get educated some kind of way. People look for teachers that want to aim and give them whatever their soulish realm desires. But we have to command our soul to bless the Lord. When we see in the scripture, bless the Lord, oh my soul, that's a command. Amen. Thank God it's not a question. It's not a declaration. It's a command. Bless the Lord. I command my soul to bless the Lord. Amen. When you get up out of your bed, command yourself to bless the name of the Lord. The devil's sitting right there waiting. Why don't we come over here and do this over here? You know, if it feels good to do it, I'm going to say no. If it feels good, maybe I shouldn't be doing it. I'm going to judge your spirit by the word of God. If it's aligned with the word of God, I will do it. I will what? Bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continuously be in my mouth. And if it's coming out of my mouth, it's from the workings of my heart. The Holy Ghost is down there churning, churning holiness until it comes out of my pores. It becomes my DNA. It is who I am. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. Thank God there is grace in the vine. But this is only part one. The main, main title, I should have told you, is this. The unceasing lifeline of prayer. The unceasing lifeline of prayer. Isn't God good? The unceasing lifeline of prayer. So we got different parts. This is part one. Thank God. I know we at least got a part two. The way the information is coming to me, there may be another part after that. <laughs> Thank God. But this is the unceasing lifeline of prayer. You got to stay connected to the IV. I didn't have any of this IV stuff written down. God was speaking to me this morning about it. And he said, don't forget. I said, remind me, Lord, because I, I, I don't even have time and enough paper and ink. My, my, my printer is about to run out of ink. I can't even write all this and type all this and print all this stuff. Remind me in your spirit, Lord. And he did. So he's gracious. I'm not saying I'm some great one. God is the great one. Uh, I'm a sinner saved by grace. Amen. If I look to the left, I'm going to go to the left. Eyes off the road mean car off the road. I look to the right too far, I'm going to go there. Amen. I'm going to mess up if I don't keep my eyes stayed on the Lord. But I come to tell you, I'm interested in this. The Holy Ghost has been talking to me about this for some time. The unceasing lifeline of prayer. We got to stay connected. And this is part one. What? There is grace in the vine. So, church, we have entered a special season of prayerful cultivation. When farmers cultivate, remember God is the husbandman. He's cultivating the earth. And he used to allow horses and mules and such to pull uh, pieces of metal that go into the earth and turn the soil so that it becomes softer. And the water can go down better and seeds can be planted down there. Amen. Removing impediments and such. God wants the Holy Ghost now to work in our lives 
and help us to pray a cultivating kind of prayer. Not business as usual, but getting rid of that which we don't need. God is moving our church. Amen. A new chapter is being written already. God already started the chapter, and the plot is thickening, and we're about to move. Amen. So I'm, be, I'm preparing. You know, when, you, when the church moves out of a spot, sometimes there's a clean place. God is doing that in our life. Some stuff got to go to the dump. Amen. The altar is the dump. God said, put your stuff there. Amen. That is not needed. Amen. It's an importunity. It's something that might be considered a speck, a, a piece of dust, a, a mark that's not needed. Amen. It's, it's uh, going to cause you now to be spotted. My God, because the devil comes and he's a sneaky, intrusive fella, and he seems to mean good, and he will burden you with stuff that you think you need and you really don't need it. And soon you're juggling and carrying all this stuff. Meanwhile, you forgot about God. God said this or that. The other thing, you forgot about his still small voice has whispered that. Truth is, is often quiet like that. But the devil has to make a lot of noise to drown that out so you can look at him. Look at me. I say, look at me. I'm the most important thing. But he's trying to make us fall. So we need the cultivating prayer so that we can make a change for the better. Let us all, amen, continue to embrace the joyous privilege of being friends with Jesus. Jesus really cares. He is a true friend. Jesus wants all true servants of the heavenly father to walk in holy readiness. How? In your mind and heart with him as true friends. He's going to tell you the truth. Amen. We can experience new growth as we meditate on and obey God's word. A lot of us meditate on it. Well, sometimes, amen, uh, maybe on a good day for five minutes or less, amen, thank God, and then months go by, but some of us do meditate on the word, they say, yeah, I meditate, I meditate, uh, it was three minutes, three years ago, but yeah, they meditate, thank God, but we need to learn how to really meditate on the word of God, and once we start learning it, the Holy Ghost will speak through it, and we will begin to now learn I'll learn about what it takes to obey. We got to obey God's word. Amen. Not just hearers, but what? Doers. Amen. Thank God. As well as we have to also remain instant and constant in holy prayer. Can you pray in an instant and go to the Holy Ghost? Amen. <laughs> Can you be constant with that? And that's the evidence that we will have that we have been approved by God because we have been given by him this gift of vital faith. It's living faith, and we're making good of it, and uh, that becomes the order of our day. When that happens, yes, we know that we are in there. Amen. Uh, our season of cultivation, church, exists because of this very need. God wants us to be instant and constant in holy prayer that cultivates our life and we're always ready to receive the word of God. Remember, if we embrace this revival, it's going to bless us. If not, others will be blessed by it because God will tell us for a certain season and then the window will close and he'll go to the next place. Uh, he says, I have given you this chance. The day you hear his voice, what? Harden not your heart. Thank God. And uh, we have to now not allow him to just pass by and go on his mission. While others that are calling do not pass me by, that song means a lot. Some say it's theologically got some question marks on it. But you know what? 
God is not really the one necessarily passing. Necessarily, it's us allowing time to go by. We could have made good. What does the Bible say? Redeem the time. Because what? The day is evil. And the devil's going about trying to trick everybody. He's going about, we got to be sober, we got to be vigilant. Because our adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion. He's seeking whom he may devour. And he's going to look at our character. If there's a crack, he's going to devour us in that spot. We don't want God's grace to deliver and strengthen us pass by because time is passing by. And we're appointed by God a time to face judgment. So, yes, it is as if God, because he created time, it is as if he's passing by. Amen. We can't let it pass by, though. We can't let that, that opportunity pass by. We can't let our Lord's uh, face to uh, embrace us into right fellowship pass by. It's a, it's, a, it's a moment of opportunity that we must honor. Amen. And then he's going to enable us to participate and not just observe, but to become participants. Thank God. We must never neglect our purpose for being chosen as the Lord's friends, and that is to work in the fellowship of serving the Heavenly Father with gladness. I heard it in Elder Gwen's prayer this week. We got to serve the Lord. We need joy when we do it, don't we, Elder? We need joy. And the Holy Ghost is speaking like that. He says there will be gladness as we daily worship with our lives. The world should see us having fun, if you will, in the Lord. Not the kind of fun the world is doing. But the, when they have a cloudy, moody Monday, we're all coming in there, skipping and jumping. Hallelujah. Oh, we had a good time in church. Oh, you look high. You high. Oh, I'm high on the Lord. One time I told somebody that. Oh, what you been taking? Oh, you can't lose with the stuff I use. I give them all the old adages. Amen. <laughs> the old adages come right in. Hey, hallelujah. Thank God. And I didn't have to call Earl. I didn't have to throw up over the toilet. I didn't turn green. No, that's hard for a brown man anyway. God helped me to be high, and I didn't get sick. Hallelujah. Hey, I thank him, and I praise him. Hey, the more we get into that, the more we'll stay out of trouble, the more we don't have to be inebriated with the wine of the world in that metaphoric language, nor by the physical wine of the world, which will inebriate your physical body. But I want to be sober in mind and spirit so that the Holy Ghost could come in, tell me what he needs to tell me. I have heavenly comprehension and the darkness will go behind me with Satan. Satan, get thee behind me. I'm moving forward in Jesus' name. Let's move forward. In Jesus' matchless name. Why? Because there's grace in the vine. I thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Let's rest on our feet and give him a praise. I thank you, Lord. I praise your matchless name. You are at home. I dare you to lift up on your feet and just clap your hand to Jesus. Lift up your voice like a trumpet and bless the name of the Lord. Let's just thank him. We of the realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org.
We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you.